Welcome back to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. In this episode, we sit down and uh, look back at week three of high school football and take a look at week four. Uh, I'm joined by a bunch of media friends this week. Uh, Rob McCurdy of the Marion Star drove up and uh, joined us, as well as John Spencer from the Mansfield News Journal. Um, they both came by and, and offered a wealth of knowledge, plus Zach Holden of the Busiris Telegraph Forum, Travis Berardi, and... Brian Skaronsky of the OH Report, Nick Miles of VSBN Radio. Uh, a lot of fun with those guys. We just kind of sat back and uh, enjoyed some laughs and talked some high school football. So uh, sit down and enjoy this one. It's a little bit longer of a podcast, but a lot of great information, a lot of teams covered, a lot of, a lot of names mentioned. So um, enjoy this, and uh, we'll see you Friday night. All right, week four of high school football season, man. It's going going kind of quick. We only got what three weeks left, three total weeks left. Mid season. Uh, Mid season already, man. It's nuts. But let's let's run down uh, week three results a little bit here. Plymouth, top Mapleton, thirty six to twenty two. Galleon, top Clear Fork, twenty to seventeen in overtime, double overtime. Ontario beat River Valley, twenty eight twenty four. Lucas with another MOAC win, thirty five twenty one. Shelby beat Marion Harding 49-17. Ashland over Madison 45-7. Mansfield Senior picked up their first win 42-6 over Lexington. Worcester beat West Holmes in a big OCC showdown that kind of, I don't know, that kind of let down a little bit 38-14. Crestview beat Western Reserve 35-13. Monroeville over South Central 41-19. St. Paul blank New London 51-0. Cardington with a kind of a surprising win over Northmore, twenty to twelve. Centerburg knocked off East Knox, so the KMAC is wide open now, thirty-five uh, twenty-eight in double overtime. Danville with a twenty-two thirteen win over Fredericktown. Highland topped Mount Gilead, who was playing their first game of the year, forty to six. Upper Sandusky beat Buckeye Central, as the Bucks was a thirty-five straight now. Yeah. Twenty-six uh, eighteen. I shouldn't laugh. Mohawk beat Seneca East. 43-14, that opens up the N10. Carey hung 69 on Bucyrus with zero. Uh, Colonel Crawford with a thrilling win. We'll get that get to that one here in a little bit. Over Winford, 36-35. And Waynesville, Goshen, 28, Crestline, 7. Um, I mean, we can go around the table here a little bit. Any surprises in that week one? Uh, we'll start with Zach, who was at that Colonel Crawford and Winford game. That was, a, that was a big one there. Yeah, I mean, even though I was there, I was still – pleasantly surprised to see Crawford pull it off. I mean, they outscored him 30-15 to 15 in the second half mm-hmm. at Winford. First win there in 24 years. Wow. Like, these kids weren't even alive when they beat Winford last. Uh, but I Teg, barely was. <laughs> Teg knew when it was. I texted him and he responded 30 seconds one. later. <laughs> How long ago? McCurdy would have covered that, <laughs> that game. Holy Moses. Yeah, but just... 24 uh, years. Wow. I mean, rallying back and Teg having the guts to go for two, which everybody in the stadium knew he was going to go for two when they right. got that tying touchdown uh but I, that was just a pleasant surprise and it's awesome for the Crawford community and I forgot to go around and tell, say who was here we we had we have Zach Holden at the Telegraph Forum John Spencer joining us uh, my colleague over at the News Journal Travis Berardi and Brian Skaronsky at the OH Report Nick Michaels with the shades on over there looking cool from the VSBN radio and Rob McCurdy's up from down south with the Marion Star so we're gonna get into some Marion stuff now. But Your wife makes cookies and everybody comes. Everybody Absolutely. comes when she makes cookies. <laughs> <I'm here. yeah. laughs> Secret ingredient. 
John, John was at the senior high game this week. Uh, they topped Lexington. What, what was kind of a, any big surprises over there? Well, senior high, they've got the playmakers as usual on offense and defense. Their big thing they've got to fix is their offensive line. Yeah. They're starting a freshman left tackle. They've got a right guard who's never played varsity football before. And by the end of the game the other night against Lexington, they were on their third center. Their oh, starter wow. got hurt. Second stringer, I think he was the one guilty of uh, the high snap down near their goal line, which led to Lexington's only touchdown. So they finished the game with a third center. So if they get things fixed on the offensive line, I mean, they've got the most dynamic player in the area, right. Avion Gross. I mean, after the Hartley game the week before, a Hartley coach said literally is, you know, his heart is in his throat every time that kid touches the ball because you don't know what he's going to I mean, he's capable of breaking it every time he touches it. So. Right. Uh, I think they'll be okay if they can just get you know, some road pavers up front to open the open the way for the playmakers. So yeah. They'll be pretty decent and nothing else will spoil things for some people. Right, and I think that's a completely new offensive line this year. I think they yeah, graduated. Yeah, yeah, they, they lost everybody, everybody which, was, yeah. which is nuts. So it'll, it'll take a year or so for them to get back. But Travis... Uh, kind of the the KMAC guy a little bit. As, I was as actually my... I was at the uh, Galleon Clearport game. Oh, okay, that and that was, I was at one of the, double the, the second thriller. game of the night after Winford and Crawford. But yeah. that was a game that I think people were expecting to happen before the season. Two of the better teams in the MOAC going into right, the season, right. just battling it out. The shocker for me was Brady Tedro didn't start. Right, was, uh, the Holler kid, yeah. and uh, he. He completed a couple passes. They used that seam route perfectly against Galleon because Galleon just bit on the run through the seam route for a couple big plays. They scored, went up big early, but um, just the just the effort in the second half by uh, Wilson Frankhouse and Donaldson just to bring the team back. Uh, Tedro, really, when he came in after the injury at the end of the second quarter, he went off. He had over 100 yards rushing, had a huge 62-yard touchdown run to make it 17-7. to He thought the game was over. Then immediately Frank House and Donaldson come back, score. They get a, uh, they get a punt late, and again, just I think it was 45 seconds left, and they went 60 yards to set up a Pittman field goal. And, yeah, it was one of the best games I've seen this yeah. year. Yeah, I think that was, a, that was one kind of circled on a lot of people just because I think those two – those two teams were right there behind Shelby as far as who could compete for the MOAC. And with the River Valley loss, that was, yeah. for Galleon, it puts them back in the second place. Right. right. It a, it's a crowded second place. But Brian kind of called out Brady Tedrow. I think it's, he he kind he answered the bell, at least as far as uh, running the ball. I think I had him 20, 20 carries for 206 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, I hope uh, he may not be playing quarterback, but I hope he's, you know, found a, found a nice natural position there. But. He's too good of an athlete to be yeah. as bad as he was against River Valley, only completing one pass. Yeah. So I'd just like to see Clearport get it rolling a little bit more in the passing game because we know Brady can run the ball. Right. They got dudes all over in the backfield that can run it. But can they throw the ball and actually keep defenses honest? So far, no. no. That's why they're 0-3. <laughs> right, right. What was, the, what was the big surprise for you? You were at, I think you were at... Uh, I did Crestview, Crestview against Western Reserve. That was no surprise. Yeah. Uh, the Cougars kind of rocked and rolled in that one. They, they got some good athletes. Uh, I think the big surprise for me was Lucas Cubs going on the road. Uh, be, kind of beating up on Marion Pleasant, to be honest. And I'm sure McCurdy's got some thoughts and ideas on that. I didn't think Lucas would be able to go against a D5 power on the road like that and beat them by 14 points at their right. place. I didn't think that they would throw the ball for three <laughs> touchdown passes. Right. That, that was really shocking wow. to me yeah. to, to yeah. see how Lucas beat them. 
So I just think that <laughs> Scott Spitler's just better than anybody else. He he just always seems to have the correct game plan right. for the correct opponent, and that's why the Cubs are three and zero and the kings of the Moac right now. If you ask me, Devin Chevy, I can't State wait to see them too. play. Yeah, number yeah. four in the initial polls, man. That's where they belong. It's a big deal. Oh yeah, definitely. If they run the table. I was joking. Uh, um, Harding's athletic director when they announced Lucas was coming in, I was like, well, they can't technically win the MOAC, but he goes, if they go undefeated and beat all of us, I'll go personally buy them a trophy. <laughs> sure. So we're, we're halfway there to them getting the, a trophy. So. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like when Scott Frost led Central Florida an uh, undefeated the season, and they wanted to be proclaimed the national <laughs> champion, even though they couldn't play in the playoffs. They said, we're going to put up a banner and say we're national well, champions. Guy, <laughs> Maybe Lucas be, can say that. If Lucas beats Shelby, then I think we, we all should chip in. I'll pitch in. I got five on that for sure. I'll pitch in. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, Nick, you were at the senior high game. Let's trans- transfer back to that. Um, I mean, what, what's kind of the big surprise for you in that one? Well, kind of going with John, you know, they do have a really inexperienced offensive line. They're, they're getting there. But my big surprise was the comeback story of the year for me. Amajian Robertson only wow. played 25 snaps, but his presence was felt. That This kid had a ball game coming off the torn ACL. He said he wanted to play the whole game, but Coach Adams and Coach Bradley, no, no, no. we got to go with the doctor's orders. 25 snaps. Uh, he had a pick six off of that little scramble broken play Lexington threw. And then he had an interception and a sack. So for only playing 25 snaps, that was a huge surprise for me. But also, I hate, I, know, I know you only said one, but <laughs> i got to give a shout-out to the Ontario Warriors. Yeah. A huge road win at River Valley last week. How about... Uh, Owen Hatfield, did you see the play? I saw the, the duck hike around the world. Oh, <laughs> the that was not planned. Pass. I talked to Coach Miller. That was not planned. Yeah. That was all ad lib, and he was just so proud of his boys. Hatfield, the Griffin Shaver, boom, huge difference. I think McCurdy was at that game, right? I was at that game, and it was, I mean, River Valley controlled that game from yeah. the beginning. I know Coach Miller kind of bristled when I said, you know, he's like, well, at halftime we felt pretty good because they had scored a couple touchdowns. But, I mean, River Valley literally was in control of that game. Um, not only does River Valley score to go up 24-14, then Ontario comes back and does a big long drive, and, on, and River Valley blocks their field goal attempt. Okay. So now they got the ball. It's the start of the fourth quarter. And then there's a blocked punt by Ontario. They return it for a, a, a touchdown, and it just like that. It just – I've never – I mean, I'm going to say I've never seen it. You see it from time to time, but – Team, I mean, just momentum just went from this sideline to that sideline, and it never revived. Just was discombobulated from that point on. And Ontario, they, they, they got lucky. I mean, that, yeah. let's face it: their your quarterback gets his helmet knocked off. It's third and whatever. He's on the sidelines. They go to the Wildcat, which they hadn't run that a, yeah. a time or two. They have that kid dead. I mean, he is bottled up, and he somehow spins around it and sees Griffin on the backside standing all alone, and and throws that. Duh. Whatever, <laughs> and it was, was a, a goose, a goose, a condor. I don't know what the hell he threw to him, but it, 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 they, they made the play, and 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 and, and you know, it, it's just one of those lucky things on their part. Bad luck for River Valley, and, and you know, and I, I honestly still think River Valley's probably the second. I mean, Shelby's far, far and away the best team yeah. in that league. Um, I think River Valley still might be the second best team in that thing, but give give it up to Ontario. I mean, and they they had some two tough losses there. I mean, it sounded like they played Shelby tough in mm-hmm. week yeah, one, and that wasn't, that wasn't uh, 
and then to, to lose to, to Lucas, um, you know, that, that has to ding the ego there um, a little bit for, for those Ontario kids. But, but for them to forget that and to come out and play and stay in the right. moment and stay with it, you know, hats off to, to Coach Miller because obviously he's got those kids believing and, and, and showed on, on Friday night. Yeah. He, played, yeah. he played through the whistle. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I, I give a lot of credit to Chris Miller. Mm-hmm. These kids are playing until the final gun. I, I was at that Shelby Ontario game. It was 21 nothing early. They could have packed it in, and right. and they outplayed Shelby the last, basically the last three quarters, and then to come out and be down ten points last week, the River Valley and find a way to win. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, they're resilient. I mean, well, they're that. playing with a huge chip on their shoulder too. They're just pissed every play, from what I've seen on film. So. Yeah, and that was Owen Hatfield with that. That ducks, <laughs> not the normal quarterback by any means, no. but he is. Right. I guess Snyder shifty. lost he had, his helmet, right? Yeah, that's what they yeah, said. Yeah, just yeah. the play before he just you know, he got he tackled and his helmet came off. Perfect timing for River Valley, you would have right. thought. <laughs> right. It turned out to be a, a clown then, show after that, yeah. that, that next play. But um, whenever you put the ball in Owen Hatfield's oh. hands, though, I mean something crazy. And the big number seventy nine, I, I John Nagel. Yeah. John, it, wow, what a fourth quarter that kid played. Yeah, I mean, he was just uh, tormenting. River Valley's offensive line. They they had no answer for him, and he he made things because River Valley's trying to, especially when they fell down. They're trying to. They're and they got a pretty good passing game this year, um, and they are trying to, to get some guys open downfield. They just didn't have time. Right. Not bad for a basketball team playing football. <laughs> right? yeah, well, River Valley's got some some basketball players that are yeah. playing for the first time too, and wrestlers too. So. Yeah. And are you I gonna talk wrestling. We, yeah, we'll, My ears we'll, are perking up. we'll get we'll get with John and some wrestling. <laughs> Maybe this winter we'll get together and do it. Uh, my my big surprise kind of wasn't a surprise, but Plymouth winning 30, 36-22. Got to stick with my big red, but um, it was Shea Sparks. Yeah. Shea Sparks went absolutely crazy. Fifteen carries for three hundred and ninety yards and three touchdowns. I think these running backs. They and they just keep producing because Seth Bailey held the record. I think it was maybe two, three years ago. So that that record has been falling quite a bit lately. Um, but yeah, we've we've had some amazing running backs this year so far. I was far. talking to Owen Fisher's dad yesterday, and he said that Owen's four hundred some yards a couple of weeks ago was like only the eighth best. Total in the state, right? That we yeah. It's like what? Really? Seven other guys really? had more than. Uh, he said, "I may wow. be wrong." He goes, "But it wasn't. It wasn't number one." He goes, "There were at least four Jesus. or five." I'm like, "Holy cow! Yeah. What is going on?" Yeah, the, the football <laughs> and football in the states insane and running all over the place. But uh, let's let's transfer over to to week four. We got a full full slate of games here. Um, Clear Fork at Ontario, Shelby at Galleon, Lucas at Troy Christian. River Valley's at Pleasant, big one. We'll talk That's to talk to Rob about that. Madison at Marion Harding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mansfield Senior at Ashland. That's a big one too for West, the Prexies. <laughs> they need that one. <laughs> West Holmes at Lexington. Worcester at Mount Vernon. Crestview at New London. Plymouth at Monroeville. That's going to be a big one too. Um, West Reserve at St. Paul on Saturday. Mapleton at South Central. East Knox at Cardington. Centerburg at Highland. Danville at Northmore. Mount Galea at Fredericktown, Upper Sandusky at Cary, Mohawk at Colonel Crawford, Winford at Seneca East, Bucyrus at Buckeye Central, and Upper Scioto Valley at Crestline. Uh, Zach, I mean, you got some big games over here in Crawford County uh, this week, especially. Kind of, kind of run down what you're looking forward to here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm looking at Crawford mostly because I mean, if they beat Mohawk this week. The N10 to theirs because their last two games are Upper and Bucyrus, and no offense <laughs> to those teams, but they're not scoring more than probably three points against Crawford. Right. Uh, 
And I'm also going to be keeping an eye on that Cyrus buckeye game. I yes. said it last week. I <laughs> yes. thought Buckeye was going to get that win at Upper. They have to get it this week because right. if they don't do it this week, I don't see it happening in the next two weeks. And they've got a pretty nice senior class that is going to be graduating, so they might be a little down next year. So those are the two I'm kind of keeping an eye on. I think Winford's going to go to Seneca, and I don't want to see they're a pissed-off Gabe Helbert's team <laughs> going to Seneca East. So they're going to bounce back big. Yeah, the, the Mohawk win over Seneca East last week kind of just blew things wide open yeah. for, for the N10. And, and for Colonel Crawford, getting that win over Western, I mean, I think, or against Winford, uh, that's it's kind of their league to lose now. So. Yeah, if, I mean, if Mohawk wins that game, I think it's a it would end up being like a four-way tie at the top. <laughs> so so that's, this was honestly their first win at Winford since, since, since Jake Swinehart was run, running the ball. Jake could be... <laughs> yeah. The pollster, yeah, he'd be, all, he'd be in his 40s now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Pollsters took notice, they put Crawford at nine. Yeah, mm. did that's that? Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, nine yeah, I, yeah. I actually, I, you know, we were talking about memories. Yeah. I do remember that game. I, 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 I honestly, God, do remember. Yeah, I was I talking to somebody game. on the sideline because the last time Crawford beat him was 2013 when they won the NCC. Yeah. And somebody on the sideline was like, I think before that it had been a couple decades. And I'm like, there's no way. And I text Coach Teg right after, and 30 seconds later, if not less, He's like 96. So he probably, when he took that job, he <laughs> yeah. had that date, and he's like, I want to be the first coach to do it since then. I'd say he was probably still at South Central then, I think. Right, because Winford had us, when I first started in 93, 94, they weren't very good at football at all. And then um, Chris Hawkins came in, and mm -hmm. he, he got things rolling right away. And, uh, and Crawford had, Mike Colley was the head coach then. They had a real nice senior group there that year. I, I, I remember that Did Lucas well. win the N10? I, I think so. I, mean, I wouldn't put anything a, past that Lucas. Right. Yeah. I, I would pick them to win it, honestly. I mean, I think they, they play Winford not next year, the year after, right? I or, think so. Or next year they have Winford. Is it next year? Next year they have Winford. The following year they have Winford. Winford, year year they have so Winford gets Pleasant and Lucas next year? Yeah. So Lucas will be able to, I mean, they'll take on one of the top teams in the end. Yeah. So. How would I Lucas do in OCC year. is the question. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't think that's a lot either. That, yeah, we wouldn't even go. That's, that's and, a division. N10's cool. MOAC, I thought, would be a big it, jump yeah, up for them. But, it, 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 yeah. it is still. I mean, it's a big jump up. They're just What they're doing is... It's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, and they have no home games. No home no games. games. Yeah. That's that's the craziest thing to me. Yeah. Is they doing this all on the road? Because right. at MOAC, there so, isn't a week. I mean, no. they're in a week out. So they can't year. even play a playoff game at home. They uh, may, I bet they will. They, will. they can. That'd be my guess. I'd say they will. They, they just want to move it because of just the seating to get more people. Get more people more their fans. But you never know. They could yeah. maybe they could work something out. They'll with probably Madison hook up with Madison. I would imagine, like they did a couple years ago. Okay. It'd be kind of like a home. You're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. counting Madison out of the playoffs already? <laughs> Before we depart Crawford County, i got to give Coach Teg a shout-out. That was win 101 for him. Nice. Obviously, 100's a pretty big win, but I asked him afterwards, and he said 101 was sweeter than 100. <laughs> that would have to believe that. Good for Teg. And I love that roster, man. Colonel Crawford, oh, yeah. I think, is going to do some damage this year. Yeah. I feel like they're probably going to run the table and, and be a team to, yeah. to mess with in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not afraid to to acknowledge I was wrong. I called for the <laughs> yeah. huge blowout four Way touchdowns wrong. last week. Hey, you know what though? I'm glad because when I call out a team, I want them to prove me wrong. So two weeks in a row, congrats, Colonel Crawford. <laughs> I think one of the cool moments of that night too was the uh, the phone board show over in uh, mm. over in Galleon. Mm. The Crawford players actually called in because they were getting oh, so yeah, much Yeah, me and Travis was listening to that. It, that was, that was a pretty cool moment. That's Tristan cool. Cross on the phone. Yeah, that was cool. 
So, John, you you originally said Shelby at, at Galleon, then you're like, well, just send me wherever you want. But um, <laughs> those, those, those uh, two. Siri wasn't. <laughs> Siri, Siri wants to join in here. But, I mean, just the Shelby, you've, you've seen Shelby yeah. quite a few. And Galleon, I mean, that's going to be, that's a big game over there. I mean, that, that, that rivalry dates back. Hundred years, probably around the time you were born, right? But uh, I mean, it's it's been a long <laughs> time. Bill Wilkins. Did. Bill Wilkins. No, I, Shelby's the real deal. I yeah. Think. I mean, when you're trying to defend them, it's like pick your poison. You get a if you're gonna key on Owen, then that wide receiver, that passing game, they have the best fleet of wide receivers in the area. Yeah. And if you key on them, then Owen's gonna go crazy like he did, you know, in week two. Right. So I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, I really like him. Now, is Merrick Albert, is he playing? He is hurt. No. He broke his collarbone. Okay, because yeah. he got hurt. I was right there in the yeah. end zone that night. Yeah. That I thought maybe it was a shoulder stinger or, or, or something like that. But and man, they said I, lower back issues, too. So so he's done for the year? Yeah. Uh, he, they're they're saying he wants to come back in like two weeks because he had surgery on it that I guess was supposed to heal it a lot faster. But um, Mahaney's like, well, that's we'll a six we'll to see. eight week. Yeah, we'll, see how, yeah. we'll see how we'll see how it goes. For but, the playoffs. I mean, he was he was pretty feisty on the sideline <laughs> against Harding, and then that one receiver were jawing back and really? forth. So. Yeah, they definitely need him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the he'll, offense he'll be big. is legit, but I don't know if defensively how long they can hang him without without him. I mean, the yeah. secondary is really good. Yeah. They've got a lot of athletes back there. Travis, where are you going to be? Um, I'm actually. I think I might be doing a highlight this week for the OH okay. report. I'll be down uh, Worcester Mount Vernon. Okay. That game. I want. I want to see the generals up up close and personal. Uh, Mount Vernon. I mean, the defense was impressive in week one, and then uh, well, week two I called the Ashland game, and Ashland just you know right. pretty much threw that out the window for them. So I want to see if Mount Vernon can bounce back defensively, or if Worcester can just continue to roll after that big win against West Holmes. Yeah, that that one kind of surprised me. Uh, that deficit, at least, I thought that was going to be a lot closer than what it was. But Worcester must just be the. I try to tell you, Jake. This year. <laughs> you got to listen to your own podcast sometimes. I, was, I think I, I think I picked them, but I don't remember. It's, it's, it's been a long time. But. They're loaded, man. This was the year that they've been talking about. Um, just with the quarterback now in his senior year, the wideout, the um, McKee kid. I mean, he's like six foot seven. Yeah. He leaps out of the gym like he. He's nuts. I, I don't know how anybody covers him. That's why he's scoring every week. Right. I was wrong on that game, too. <laughs> I had West You're wrong on a lot of these. I know, right? man. Well, let's, out, don't be wrong on this one. Senior High and, and Ashland, uh, another big rivalry. And I think with Senior High's win over Lex, I think that can maybe propel them to a, a pretty good season. But this, Confidence I think this builder. game will tell a lot. Yeah, right that was here. a statement win. I said they needed a statement win, and they got that last week. And really, it should have been forty-two to nothing. It was a it was a gift wrap to Lexington. I mean, you you know, bad snap, fumble the ball on the three-yard line. They they know. need some smiles over there, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, know, they need that. They finally scored. <laughs> that was their first yeah, touchdown. Yeah, was the first touchdown. Yeah, yeah senior high with the assist, but that's all right. I mean, when I talked to Coach Bradley after the game, though, he said they are excited for this game. He said, and this is in I quote. Ashland is more of a rival than Madison to us right now. Right so now, they yeah. are pumped for this game coming up. They cannot wait. I want to see more of Majan Robertson. Avion Gross, shout out to him. I called him out last week. I said he needed to have a good game. He had 84 yards, two touchdowns offensively. He had a nice game. Uh, Brock Hill had a really nice game. He had, what, 274, something like that, passing. So he had a pretty good game for Coach Bradley. On the other side of the ball, though, the Ashland Arrows are 3-0. 
So, I mean, they have a nice road win over Mid Park. The Mount Vernon and the Madison wins, they won big, so that was good. They yeah. needed, you know, style points, they pass on that. We really don't know how good Ashland or Mansfield Sr. is, so I think this is going to be a good determining game for that factor. Uh, Declan Rohr, uh, Ethan Hartley. Uh, Ashland really likes to run the ball now. I guess they're starting to transition to have a well-balanced attack. They really are pushing for Hartley to be their guy at running back. So I'm excited to see how the Tigers' defense comes out and if they can continue their momentum against the Arrows. It's going to be a really good game. Brian, where's, uh, what's the game of the week for the OH report over here? Uh, the game of the week is actually going to be Mansfield versus Ashland, so okay. you can listen to Brian Harder, Bruce Weirich on the call over there. That should be a good game. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that one for all the reasons that Nick said. I, I want to see like who's actually good. Uh, I think Ashland obviously has the best win out of these two teams. Well, because Mansfield Senior's the only one is against Lexington, of course. Right. <laughs> uh, but how good are these teams really? We're going to find out, I think, this weekend. Uh, I'm going outside the area this week. I didn't think that there were too many in our little coverage mm -hmm. spot here that were worth checking out. So I'm going to go up to Bellevue, and I'm going to watch them play Tip and Columbian. Oh, yes. Two 3-0 no teams. Yeah. Tornadoes just knocked off Clyde, defending Clyde, state champions. I think they've only given up like 21 points all year. Uh, Bellevue also has really good defense, They're though they haven't too. played very many good teams yet. Um, so that's just a fun rivalry. Yeah. Uh, I talked to their principal on the phone today, and they're all jacked up to have the coverage. <laughs> uh, they're already sending out lots of tweets and Facebooks, and awesome. so I think that'll be uh, that'll be a fun fun game. I like to that take game. in. That's going to be a big one because Bellevue beat Perkins last week, and then. You know, you mentioned Tiffin Columbia knocking off Clyde, the defending state champs. I mean, that's, that should be a, a clash over there. Uh, that's one of those Sandusky Bay Conference games that I I spent a year kind of covering a little bit, and that was those are, those are some fun ones. Uh, McCurdy over in Marion, where, what's what's kind of the game of the week down there? Well, uh, game of the week is always the game of the year. It's River yeah. Valley and Pleasant. Uh, I think of Michigan and Ohio State. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing in, in Marion County. Um, I don't think the rivalry is as heated as it was in my years. Um, um, uh, with just travel ball, and kids know kids more, right. and, and and all that's kind Everybody's of hard. Friends, to, they're, they're friends and all that, <laughs> but it's still a very. It, it's a game where uh, both teams want it really bad, and River Valley always calls Pleasant now. They keep referring to them as Owens Road. And they don't. You know, it's kind of like the urban, say, don't right. say Michigan, so we're just going right. to call them Owens Road because their school's on Owens Road. Right. So, um, anyway, uh, it, it's that's always a big game, um, and, and will be a, a, a big game, um, and it's a game both schools need. I mean, yeah. they, they, I mean, River Valley still has a shot at, at you know, something could happen to Shelby. That you know, they could share a, a, a title maybe. Um, and Pleasant just needs a win. Yes. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, that's that's a program that's very proud and has a lot of tradition and. They're not used to losing streaks, so right. they want to avoid a three-game losing streak. And I, I read your story before the season about, like, there could possibly not be a, a champion crowned just because the, the kind of the statement in the Constitution is that everybody has to play everybody. Everybody has to, everybody has to play everybody. But say, say like, say Shelby has a two-game lead with one to play. I mean, they would have the championship. And that, I was looking it up today, that could actually happen. Right. Um, because everybody has one loss now. Shelby still has, I believe, River Valley and Lucas. Lucas. We count well, the Cubs? I'm, they, they technically, River they River Valley River Valley Galleon. Next week. Um, so then that would give them two losses. I think the only other team that only has one loss 
if if Shelby beats those, Galleon is would theoretically Ontario. be Ontario if they went out. Yeah, Ontario, yeah, would be Ontario if they if they went out. So, I mean, there's a possibility that we could have a two game lead at the at the end of this year. Right. At the end of the six weeks, if they have a two game lead with one to play, then obviously they're they would they, they, they would they get the, the trophy. But um, would they not? Have if to it's play within, them? if uh, if a team could conceivably tie for a, a right. league championship, they will not. There will they be no, it'll be a vacated championship that year. But and they wouldn't play those after the playoffs. They're, well, they're um, they can, and I'm right. assuming they will. But if Shelby goes on a long run, then right. are they going to want to play a, a league game in week? Ten if they get knocked out of the playoffs in week nine, or, right. you know one of the, one of those things. Yeah, um, tentatively they're all. I, I think uh, um, some I saw someone on, who's Ontario play. Clear, clear Fork. Clear no, not this week. But I mean, who, who's the team they? I know Shelby play. Clear Fork is in, in after the after playoffs. the thing. Yeah, Shelby that's why Clear, Shelby, yeah, Shelby okay. clear yeah, Fork. That, that's why I thought. So. Yeah. I think Ontario Harding doesn't play this. Right. That, yeah. that was well, and Ontario that's Harding. a mess in the OCC, too, because Ashley right. doesn't play Worcester. Right. That that's and just I, blows my mind. Because and I think that would have to be kind of the same situation. Yeah. If, if yeah. you know, Ashland and Worcester come in undefeated at the end of six weeks, I think they, would, they wouldn't be able to crown a champ unless they play it after the after playoffs. The and how crazy is that? Say both those teams run the table their six games get knocked out in the second round, then we still have a marquee game in the right. area. Right, With, and right. In the week nine or ten when other teams are playing in a regional championship. Right in the middle of a regional championship. How crazy is yeah. that? Right. That, that makes it's, for some fun football. It's right in there. unprecedented times. We live in gentlemen. <laughs> yes. yeah. This is uh, like football turned into high school baseball when you know you're still playing. Right, right. That's the that's, sectionals and districts. And that's kind of what I asked them. Get those in. That's what I asked the AD in at Clearfork, Jeff Godfrey. I was like, "Is it kind of like softball season when you're just like, oh, well, we're not playing today. You're not playing today. You just want to, you want to meet <laughs> up play on a Wednesday yeah. or something." Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the the games that I'm kind of looking forward to, we, we touched on a little bit. But Lucas at Troy Christian. Um, Lucas is finally against the Division Seven opponent. Um, I feel so bad. I feel. Christian. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just wondering what they do to the to the school the same size. Um, but I, I mean, I think Lucas just kind of. Kind of flexes their muscle. Troy Christian has traditionally yeah. been pretty good. They're I have no idea if they're more they? I think anything this year, but yeah, I think in the past they've too. had some yeah. some good pretty, teams. Pretty, I think that'd be typically a pretty good. I think Lucas has played the past two or three years or so. And kind of, kind of every time pretty so good, yeah. Um, but the other one, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sounding like a homer, but um, Plymouth, Plymouth at, at Monroe. Oh, I forgot to bring that one up. We're gonna have a highlight for that. I'm, I'm stoked to see which. I'm, I want to see if Plymouth is any good. And that's that's what this week is gonna tell because Plymouth took care of business over teams they're supposed to beat: New London, South Central, Mapleton. Supposed to beat those teams, but you're—I mean—you're not supposed to beat the the Monroevilles, the St. Pauls, the Crestviews. So, this will tell me a lot about where Plymouth is um, with this one. And um, Monroeville seems to be the Monroeville of old. I know they've had a few down years, but uh, they're three and zero coming into this one. Beat some pretty good teams. So, that is one game I'm I'm keeping my eye on. I think I'm going to send a, a one of the stringers that we have said, "Hey, I'll go to Monroeville if you want me to." I'm like, by all means, head on up there. That's fine with me. Um, but, I've been there many times. Remember years ago, Spence, when we did the game of the week and we let fans do it, and somebody <laughs> in Plymouth figured out years before anyone knew about to, to somehow hack into our system and give <laughs> Plymouth like 8,000 votes. So I was – Plymouth, they were very good, but I, <laughs> I think that the was last half of the season time. I was the Plymouth Big Red <laughs> Beat writer. And, and uh, I made the trips to North – all, yeah, all those all garden spots, North, man. North. Yeah. 
I mean, how many times did you go to Mary Fate Park and sit in that that press box was swaying like a hammock? (laughs) (laughs) Like swaying, you end up in the popcorn popper. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. climb the ladder, kid. (laughs) I think when I was a stringer, you sent me to a game there, St. Paul and Plymouth, in like 2014, and I'm amped up. We're like, okay, deadline's 9:30. Make sure you get it in. Go to flick the lights on, they don't work. (laughs) And I text text Rob, like, it's not coming by 9:30, man. It's it's eight o'clock and they're not even started yet. So, um, Mary Fate Park, I love that place. Watching from a tree. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a, a player that you're kind of you think is going to have a big big week this week. Who who you got? Owen Fisher. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a given. <laughs> Zach, the, the Crawford County kid that you're looking forward to. Who's, who's I'm going to go with uh, Crawford quarterback Brock Ritzop in the sense that he needs to have a big game. Uh, yeah. We know what Tristan Cross can do. Kate Hamilton is three times the size he was two years ago, and he's the alternate running back, and then they've got Lincoln Mollenkopf there too. So the running game's established. Ritzop looked really nice in the second half against what I still think is the best defense in the N10 in Winford. Uh, Mohawk is right there with him, though. Yeah. and Ritzop is going to need a complete performance first, second, third, fourth quarter if the Eagles want to win their first title since 2013. I like it. John, you called yours out, but <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if Shelby tries to like feature Marshall Shepard yeah. in the passing game a little bit more, just to give him some more confidence since he's a first-year starter. We know what Owen can do, and I, I think Rob will probably want to. I'm guessing Gallion might key on Owen, and maybe that opens up again for the passing game. Yeah. I think they want to boost his confidence and Marshall's confidence a little bit more, so I think maybe they'll feature the passing game. Attack a little bit more this week, and he he did well against uh, uh, Harding last week. He was fourteen of seventeen, hundred six yards and a touchdown. Had twenty yards rushing with another touchdown. But I was I was gonna pick Marshall Shepard, but I'll find someone else. But he's I don't know if you guys played like the NCAA football games where you create yourself and you make yourself a quarterback and you you kick field goals and punts and <laughs> return well. kicks. That's Marshall Shepard. I mean he he was seven That's for seven well. from uh, with his field goals and he I mean. He's the best punter. I've I've He's seen pretty good him. Runner. I was surprised at how good yeah. a running uh, quarterback he yeah. is. Yes, well. he is. He's super strong, and um, you know they got a they got another good one over there in Shelby. So he was he was pretty good. But, uh, Travis, uh, my player to watch who needs a big game is Wilson Frankhouse. Yes, he's uh, yeah. he was our player of the game in the Clear Fork win. Uh, he was fifteen amazing. to twenty five, two hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns passing, twenty two carries, one hundred seventeen yards. But late in that game, that last drive that set up the field goal, his ability to scramble and get out of the pocket to break pressure was huge. There's a couple times he rode off to his right, avoided a couple tacklers, threw downfield for 15, 20 yard completions, back to back plays, and that set them up in the field goal range. So if he can, if he can create that time from that Shelby rush, I think that would allow like Donaldson and a couple of his other wide receivers to get open. Because they're going to need some big plays to you know match Owen Fisher and Shepard and everybody else. Yeah. So Frank House can have another big game. Galleon's going to be in it. Yeah, I like that one. Nick, who's your player to watch here? My player to watch will be Brock Hill, the quarterback for the Tigers Friday night. And I say that because this is his first big game. This is huge for Brock. I mean, if you want to be the T.Y. Tigers quarterback, you have to prove to us that you're the guy. You know what I mean? You have to go out and have a good game. He did last last week, his stats last week, 16-27, 273 touchdowns. Then on the ground, 
Uh, he also had a pretty uh, entertaining game on the ground. Nine rushes, 33 yards, but he had that 17-yard touchdown run. It was incredible. <laughs> I was going crazy in East the press West, box. Then I know, East-West. <laughs> it was all over the place. I think he ran for like 45 yards on the play, even though they only gave him 17. Yeah. I think Andy Jardy said that was a Tecmo Bowl type. Bo Jackson-like. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson. And, and, and it's funny because he was never the runner at Ontario because right. they had that two-quarterback system. Snyder was the runner. Yep. He was the pocket passer. Well, he's really elevated his game, I feel like. And this is big for Brock because a lot of people are saying, yeah, Brock Hill is just not that good. No, no, no. Brock Hill is still learning this offense, and that's why I think Brock needs to have this statement game. I'm the quarterback of the T.Y. Tigers. Mm-hmm. Brian, uh, uh, did you do any research on, on the who you're going to be watching up there? I mean, is there a name up there you're going to be – Picking up on or just any name you, you think? Uh, Jack, don't embarrass me like this. I've done no research yet. I know nothing. Uh, but I can talk about some of our areas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm with Travis, man. I think if Wilson Frankhouse can have a good game for Galleon, I think the Tigers are going to be in this thing. I think they're going to make Shelby real uncomfortable. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. That's a bold prediction of mm. mine. Uh, you know, Shelby's probably going to get the win if we get to pick him today. Probably going to take the whippets, but I still oh, got okay. time to digest that. I kind of like Galleon in, in that. Um, man, I just feel like this Cade Hamilton uh, just keeps coming on for Colonel Crawford. And like I said, I, I seen him this offseason. He'd been working out like a, a madman. He's huge right now. I just think that he's a tough stop for anybody. So I would say that Cade's probably going to continue to show out. I'm looking for him to do some things this weekend as well. And that'll be big if they can get all three of those guys going. Yeah. Against Mohawk. It's hard enough big. stopping that cross kid. And then you bring in a kid who's bigger than him as the number <laughs> right. two. Like, right. it's insane. <laughs> you take out the bruiser for... Like another bruiser. Yeah. Another bruiser. McCurdy over in uh, down in Marion. Who, who's who's kind of the one guy that's kind of shined for for Marion? Um, I'm still looking for that guy. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. seriously. I mean, right. uh, Pleasant's uh, quarterback, Austin Schaefer. He ran for a thousand, threw for a thousand last year, and he's wow. doing that again this year. I mean, he's not throwing the ball as as much this year, but um, they're calling his number a lot. So he's run for 150, almost 200 yards in week two. Um, can't remember what he did last week in Lucas, but it was again over 100 yards. Yeah. So he's he's they need him going if they're going to have any chance of beating River Valley. And River Valley has two great defensive players: Cooper Graham, the linebacker, and Carson Klingel, the the defensive end. Carson had a monster game against Ontario. He had like three sacks. He blocked the, the field goal that was I thought was going to be the the the, the, the coup de gras for that game and end up being something else, but. Um, those two players are, are are fantastic, and also for Marion Harden. I mean, they they're they're zero and three. They're playing a Madison team that's obviously wounded, and, and this is a chance for them to 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 get a much needed win. And, and their quarterback needs to have a good night. I mean, he he's he showed flashes last year. He got called in that middle of the season. Uh, they had a, a, their quarterback leave the program, and he got kind of, he was a JV quarterback who got thrown in. And he showed some really some positive things last year, and he just needs to get some consistency and, and he really hasn't shown consistency to this point and I know that that's a something they, they're they're hoping hopefully this week can 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 start him on his way because they really need him to, to play well yeah I think it was pretty tough week for Marion teams last week it was it? tough yeah because so, I mean I, like my the Richland County's top six teams picked up wins and I think a lot of them were against right Marion County um, teams but yeah, I mean it does Ontario beat and Lucas beat Shelby beat Hardy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then Elgin got beat and Ridgedale got yeah, that was an over. That was a tough one. That was an over. Yeah. Tough to build a page on It only it only goes up from there now. <laughs> so. Tough to build a page when they're all lost. Yes. Yeah. Uh the the I got I have two players this week. Um 
and it's they're both from the same game. Um, but Brady Tedrow got called out last week, um, and he he had a monster game with 206 yards rushing. Um, I I, I want to see. I, I think he's going to build off of that and have some more momentum. If he's in, he might be in a, just in a different position. Uh, he may not excel at quarterback. He may get the ball in different ways and in space. So um, I think that that position move might help him quite a bit. But then on the other side, quarterback Ethan Snyder was um, he, he seemed pretty special against uh, River Valley. I'll just throw Owen Hatfield in there every now and again. Right, yeah. You know, just yeah. let him lob up some ducks. With <laughs> right, right. Uh, Snyder was 20 of, tw- 20 of 29 for 193 yards. Wow. Um, Griffin Shaver went, I mean, he was kind of his Good. favorite target. Jalen um, Scott had a big Jaylen run Scott. in the fourth quarter to kind of bleed yeah, that clock yeah. down a little bit. That was, yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that, that game's going to be full of just really good players. Uh, Ashton Lyon. Uh, had a had a pretty good game last week. Um, I think he, is he get, he's getting more handoffs, I believe, out of the backfield than trying he to is. trying to get it out on the he's edges. He's featured so, back. So that, yeah, I think, at this yeah, point. He is. I think that's a good move for him because he he needs the ball in his hands to make things happen. So uh, three guys in that game. Um, we'll run down. I can run down the power pole real quick. Um, it, it didn't change from last week. I still I, have yeah, Lucas at one, agree. Shelby at two, Plymouth at three, Crestview at four. Uh, Ontario five, Mansfield senior six, Colts at seven, uh, Lex at eight, and Madison at nine. Um, kind of those those bottom two teams are kind of where they where they really belong. But uh, I think everybody else will see a lot of that change, especially I believe next week. Yeah, is, I mean you have one A one A and one B with Lucas and Shelby, but that's going to get worked out next week. Right. So. Yeah. Zach, Zach, run down your. Uh, your power pole a little bit over in Crawford County. I, I believe it changed. I it would did, say. yeah. Uh, I had a one versus two last week, so uh, Crawford takes number one. And I was actually kind of looking back. This is the first time since I started doing the power pole that Crawford's number one. So really? props to them. Um, Winford's two, just because, I mean, that's still a very quality loss. One point, yeah. Uh, I've got Galleon at three with the win over Clear Fork. And then four, five, six is all the same. I've still got Buckeye at four, Crestline at five, who I thought – from what it sounds like, played pretty decently on the road again. They had another, like, two-hour road trip last week, yeah. but now they get three straight at home. And then B. Cyrus at six. Uh, having 69 put up on you is pretty tough. I know that carry team was not happy after losing to B. Cyrus last year, so that definitely played a factor. Um, but it was another just tough offensive night. I think B. Cyrus had 44 yards of offense. So. Wow. Would you, and you texted me a, a pretty – yeah, interesting stat. There. I saw uh, through three games so far, B. Cyrus has 665 punting yards. Punting, yards. and it's just—I mean, they've played three of the best teams in the right, league yeah. so far, so that kind of plays a factor into it. That's an all-Ohio punter right there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how many times is he punt? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> pretty frequently. Yeah. McCurdy, yes. I don't want to throw you on the spot, but okay. um, if you could just—I got a question. Why you guys? I, I, I mean, obviously it'll work out next week, but you guys honestly think Lucas is better than Shelby. Come on now. The, if we were to have, I agree uh, with Rob. I mean, what what's what would the point spread be if you? Right. Of course, you'd have Shelby be the favorite. Oh yeah, so I would. What, I would what, have what, Shelby. What are you favorite. trying to prove here for? <laughs> but I I, I, I just like to look at the overall resume because obviously you have Division Seven against in Division Four teams. You're, I mean, you just can't. If you pick that, I mean, I would put Mansfield Senior right. ahead of Lucas, yeah, and I, I maybe not Lucas, but Plymouth and. And all but those would schools. you put them ahead of Shelby? I mean, I think I, Shelby's hands down. I definitely best, think Shelby is the best, the, team, the best team in the, in the area. Yes, the best team in Richland County. I, ignore, I haven't seen 
what's going on here in, in Richland County rather than what I read and right. hear from you guys. But uh, Hey, Rob, I really believe he's afraid of Coach Spittler. That's right. <laughs> no, well, no, I, mean, honestly, I just, like, I just Lucas, love that resume, Lucas man. Can, they, they can slow you down. They can, they can have the ball for me. a quarter. I, yeah, so, I, I, I've said this a couple weeks. If Lucas gets the ball first, it might be the end of the first quarter, 6 because Lucas I, had a 13-play yeah. drive. If they can slow you down, right. maybe get a turnover, then it completely changes it. I mean, They can throw it deep now, too, if you yeah, guys didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Just between us. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Jake had Plymouth number one. This week. <laughs> of I, had, did. I had to at least suggest Lucas or Shelby. Number, Vikings, number one. Hey, 3-0, and man. Now, I just, and I say it every week, I just like that resume. Two wins over Division Four oh, and a win over Division Five. I'm not five taking anything away, but and like I said, we'll, we'll, well, it'll, yeah. it'll all get played out next right. week. But um, right. uh, and I'm rooting. Hey, I'm rooting for the Cubs. I, yeah. I love the Cubbies. I've you know I covered them years ago and and, and a lot and and uh, I have a special affinity for that program and what they do there. But I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, to to go up and try to do what deal with Shelby with the way Shelby is can. They're constituted this year. I, I we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll it'll play. Color me a skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> but run down kind of your maybe top five in your area. What where would you kind of rank? Well, River Valley is our best. our best best team, and and Pleasant's probably two, and then you know Harding, Elgin, Ridgedale, and um, as far as in, in county, right. Um, I thought Northmore would be a little bit better in, mm-hmm. in the K-Mac this year. I know they were hit really hard by graduate. They lost the yeah. last three years. They've lost a ton of talent. Um, and I knew the, the numbers were a little soft this year, but they had some some young kids who I thought were were, were ready. And, and obviously they played for. I mean to to lose to this zero zero with East Knox until late in the fourth quarter, and they gave right. up two two late scores there. So I mean they're they're close, but I, I thought they'd be a little bit better. Um, Highlands hard, you know. I, I, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, um, them losing to, to Cardington um, made me think maybe Cardington's a little bit better. And right. Cardington, you know, they're two and one now. So yeah, it's uh, not they beat Northmore. They scored late. And they beat Northmore. Northmore. So, um, and, and then I just got off the phone last night. I'm doing a story. It'll be in tomorrow's paper on Mount Gilead and how they've handled their shutdown. Yeah. They're the only school that I know of. I, you guys have any over here? I think Hopewell Loudon had had one, but Lexington had a case, but they ended up playing still. So. Right, <laughs> but to to lose two games, and yeah. they had multiple kids. Right, it turned right. out, and they wouldn't say how many and who, but I think it was a mix of coaches and students. And okay. it was weird because I just got off the phone with Coach Trainer about three days before all this hit, and we talked extensively about protocols and guidelines right. and how he's implementing it, and you know, and, and then they get hit with it. And, just goes to show anyone. I mean, you can be as safe as you want, but right. at the end of the day, we're all at the mercy of, of something that we can't see. And, right. and, and, and so it's been interesting to see how they've managed that, and that's what the story will be. Right. Hey, speaking of stories, before we wrap up, I want to give props to Rob for the coverage, the wall-to-wall coverage he did on Doug Youth. Yes. Uh, becoming yes. the new commissioner of the OHSAA. Awesome. Yes. I mean, Doug's obviously got ties, local ties, Marion ties, means a lot to a lot of people around this region of the state and uh, yeah he just did an outstanding job on covering yeah, that nice three-part series i believe right yeah, well it, it, tur- it kind of turned okay. out to that i mean right. I, I did the initial story which i was for everybody and right. no one needs to know all the, the, the stuff so i'd save some stuff and went down and actually had a face-to-face with him at right. the ohsa last week now i go back with doug 
back to when he was the head coach of Buckeye Central when I first started in, in Bucyrus in 1993. So, he took him uh, to regionals, didn't he? He did go to the regionals with, with Brett Capel as their, their center that year. Um, and he was the athletic director there. So I've known Doug a long time. And um, My dad's a, a girls basketball assistant coach for years. And uh, when he was coaching at Elgin, Doug's youngest daughter played for him. So, I mean, we have – I've known – I've been around Doug, seen Doug a lot through the years. And, and to, to, it's funny to think that, – that guy who I used to – not that we hung out a lot, but, right. you know – in 1993, now he's in charge of the whole thing. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's so weird because, like, a week after Jerry was let go or stepped down or however that worked out, I got a, a text from a or a call from a friend of mine in Belleville, and we were talking about it. He goes, hey, hey John, what do you think of Doug Ute? I mean, this is like right after it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he'd be good. He checks all the boxes. He's been a coach. Athletic director, teacher, administrator, superintendent. superintendent. I mean, he checks every single box. I don't know where you would find a guy. Maybe Jerry. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, every single box. I go. Yeah, he'd be great. And I meant all along to call Doug and see if hey, is this something you'd be interested in? Right. I never got around to it. And then when I heard that he was a choice, I'm like, well, okay, this makes makes perfect sense. And I've I've known him since 1979. Right. He was a high school player, a point guard at Clear Fork, and that's how I first knew of him. Pat Durham was the assistant coach there. And Terry Gordon was the head coach at Clear Fork. And Doug was all, all Ohio and then went on to Ashland University and set the assist record uh, over there. So, yeah, just a, just a great guy. Doug, Doug was, a, was a candidate. I don't want to say he was a finalist now, but Doug, Doug told me this a few years ago or yeah. whenever it happened. Whenever Jerry got hired, right. Doug was one of the, the candidates there. So. I, I wasn't surprised that they went that direction. I knew Doug was leaving Newark to take over a, a job, that, one of his other dream jobs that he told me about at the Superintendents Association, being their deputy director, and that was going to be a new position for Doug. Okay. And uh, um, so I didn't know if the timing would be right with, with what happened, but uh, obviously they, Doug's background as being a teacher, a coach, an athletic director, a principal, a superintendent, and, and before he did all that, and John, you know this, it, he had a pizza shop and he had a, <laughs> a video rental store, so he had some business and he knows right. how to work with money. And right. as a superintendent for twenty years, I really didn't know that till you wrote that. Oh, about, you did? I thought I read that in shop? the story. You, you well, did a story. My, on my that. mind's going. So. Yeah, yeah, I swear it's, I read, it's I read that. Going. I was probably your... co-owner of the pizza shop. I'm losing my mind. So it's like one one of your fifteen. Uh, uh, News Journal All-Star Game stories that you did yeah. on, on Doug U. I, I, I thought I, I remember reading that. But anyway, he's got a, a unique background, and, yeah. and I think he's uniquely um, the right guy for for this job. For I mean, sure. He's got the unique tools to, to handle this thing because we know this is – I, 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 my first words were, should I congratulate you or should I offer my condolences? Right. Because this right. is uh, not a fun gig. Right. Well, it's nice to have an in with a guy. You know, <laughs> got that powerful a position too. You can just kind of call him up anytime you want. Yeah, I think the thing that makes him most qualified is for Claire Mascara. No, you? no. <laughs> I, I mean, Doug could say, "Hey, I'm I'm in the can right now. Can I call you back?" I, mean, <laughs> I can't imagine having that kind of phone conversation mm-hmm. with Claire. But, yeah. That'd be nice the, to have. The thing that makes him most qualified is he's a News Journal All Star Game alumni. Yeah, yep. the first, the first. That should that be the job. first thing yep. on his resume, right there. 
Um, well, let's get back to a little bit of football here. We're going to do our picks. We'll run down our picks uh, real quick. We pick games. We can pick them. Yeah, pick them and say say what you think, what you why you think this is going to happen. Do so. we have results from last week? Did anybody <laughs> do any good? Everybody did good. Bro. I did great. I know oh, I did oh, as far great. as I did yeah, great. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. am I in the news journal? Oh, I got you I by like five or six games now, I think. You do? No, I don't know. We were, I had you by one game. I knew game I made now. some bold picks last I had you, <laughs> I got you by a game, but we'll see. Uh, let's go Clear Fork at Ontario. Who, who you got in that one? I'm going to go Ontario. I like that. I haven't seen I haven't seen Clear Fork, but I have seen Ontario. Like I said before, I'm impressed by how they fight right down to the final gun, so I'm going to go with Ontario. Okay. I'm going to go Ontario. I think I... I just didn't think I'd see Clearfork being 0 and 4 before the season. Right. But just the way that Ontario competed against River Valley and just scheduled strength with both teams playing them. I'll go Ontario. All right. Now here's a little backstory. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Clearfork is 11 and 1. Okay, 11 and 1 since 2003 against Ontario. The lone win for the Warriors 2013, 30 to 8 in the Valley. So Clearfork has that going for him, but not against Ontario this week. I'm going with the Warriors. Coach Carroll, you got to prove to that you guys are coming back on this. So clear for is <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going You're with the complete opposite of that. All right. I'm changing my pick. <laughs> Ontario wins. Ontario wins. But I'm not calling them out. I have another team. <laughs> and I like the Warriors, too. they got, like, three good wideouts. I like yeah. the running back, Jalen Scott. Good quarterback play. I feel like they battle-tested at this point. They play some good teams. The Warriors are going to win. I'm going to go clear. I can't fathom. That's Dave yeah, Carroll's Colts going on for yeah. I, that's just harder and and this I mean this league is after Shelby I think you throw the rest in the bag and right. shake them out and see what you get they um, need to get back into the OCC I think, <laughs> think, <I> think Clear <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go Clear for it. what the heck I, I was gonna you know I think this game's gonna be really close because I like Clear Fork's defense um, but man I just I just like Ontario with that that win over River Valley and what they were able to do there. And you know, River Valley took out uh, Clearfork early in the season. But you're right, like four and zero or zero and four Clearfork, man, it's just that, it's that just doesn't seem doesn't seem right. Eventually, you're you're, you're going to cycle out and you're going to have a down year. And obviously, they're right. having that this year. It's just it's hard to to, to fathom, to fathom that. That, that that's the case. Right? And none of these kids on Ontario's team has have beaten Clearfork right? in their career. So no. these seniors, this is going to be special. Yeah, yeah. I like Ontario in that one though. Uh, Shelby at Galleon, I think this is kind of the marquee one of the marquee games this week. Uh, I'm going to go Galleon at home. Coach Ooh. Dick, when I was talking to him, he Homer. said he said it's going to take Homer a couple pick. games for them to kind of get clicking, and we saw it. They lost to River Valley. They struggled at times against Harding, came away with the win. They get a win in the Valley last week. I, I think Wilson, Frank House, is finally clicking, and he's already beat Shelby once at Shelby, so I think he exits his career with two wins. As long as you make that pick in our in our little poll, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... You know, Shelby would love to have Merrick Albert uh, yeah. harass Frank House a little bit. So I think that might be a factor that keeps the game closer than, than maybe on paper it should be. But I still got to pick the, the whippets. I just think they have too much on offense. Yeah. I mean, it could be a shootout, but I still think Shelby will prevail. Right. Now, like I said, player of the watch was Wilson Frank House. If he can do his thing, it's going to be close. But Galleon gave up a ton of rushing yards to Clear Fork last yeah. week. So I, I think Owen Fisher once again chomping at the bit, seeing that other teams can do it. 
and he's gonna. I, I'll even say I'll, I'm not even gonna say it's a surprise if he can go over 200 yards or anything like that. But I'm gonna go with Shelby. I think he'd hit a thousand yards now if he goes over 200. I think he's. I believe he's at. Yeah. He's at. Yeah, he's so at he over, over thousand seven, seven, in week four. And that's yeah. with what 60 in week one or something. 67. Oh, that's ever happened. I mean, do you that's ever crazy. remember? In my 42 years, I don't remember anybody Going hitting a thousand yards four that, weeks in four weeks right. season, in a six-week season too. <laughs> that's like, crazy. You think, oh, nobody's gonna go over that, and then here comes Owen Fisher. Nick, who you got here? <laughs> All right, call out alert. Uh-oh. Third Woo! week in a row, I'm calling a team out. Galleon. Last year you win 13 to 12 at Shelby, then you choked at the end of the year and lost the MOAC championship. The Shelby Whippets, their first year, they come in and they take that tile away from you. What are you doing? Now they're favored in every single game this year. The big bad Shelby running clock Whippets win running big. Clock. So this is running a, clock. Everybody, this is gonna be a one point game. <laughs> yeah. No, Shelby, no, no, Shelby is in Galleon's head. Uh, I don't know. I watched Galleon beat them last year. I don't know how they can be that in their heads. Last from, from year, seen, that was last year, my friend. That was last year. That was an awesome game. I'm expecting more of the same, except for I think it's going to be role reversal. I think Whippets win a really tight one, like 28-27. Shelby's offense is just too dynamic. Either mm-hmm. you run the Fisher or you, you, know, you fling the ball over the field. I, 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 I don't I think Galleon's good. They're not good enough to beat Shelby. They're not Shelby good. That's, that's what I'm thinking, too. I, I like Shelby on the road. Um, I know Galleon's a tough place to play, but Zach, you're kind of on your own on this one. I, hey, listen I to that, Galleon fans. Shelby. Not good enough to beat Shelby. <laughs> right. Pro- Shelby prove good. it to me, Galleon. You belong in the MOAC <laughs> title hunt. Uh, we got Lucas at Troy Christian, the first first Division Seven game for Lucas. Uh, so I looked it up. Troy Christian is one and two, and they're okay. about to go one and three yeah. on a running yeah. clock. Yeah. That'll be like an hour and twenty five minute game. <laughs> I don't know. We talked about it earlier. Troy Christian's traditionally pretty good, and yeah. it is, you know, I'm sure they're going to be sky high for for this Lucas team. I think it'll be closer than I think we all expect, but yeah, I, I imagine Lucas will pull it out. Yeah. Just looking. Travis. I'm looking. I want to look up uh, Troy Christian's schedule. They lost. Uh, they beat Division Six Dayton Christian, who's 0-3-42-6. They lost to a two and one. Division Seven Macomb team, twenty eight fourteen, and then they lost, to a, <laughs> they lost to a Division Six Wayne Trace, who's two and one, forty one to seven. Yeah, yeah so, so that's schedule. a tough schedule. Lucas wow. by three scores. It's three scores. <laughs> hey, I got it right last week on <laughs> yeah. the sports mix. I said they were going to win by two. Two scores, and they, and they did. did. Where were you here last week? Continue. <laughs> I was back. I was Country Roads. I was country, country, country Roads. They took me home to West Virginia for a weekend. That was amazing. I loved it. I'll go with a country uh, team. I'll go with the Cubbies. Cubbies. Lucas is so good at football. They're going to win again. <laughs> I'm just taking a moment of silence because if you hear this guy in the background. It's mid-Ohio. It's mid-Ohio, man. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> my backdrop. I didn't know you could hear it. Wow. Yeah. That takes me back, boys. 18 years of sitting there. Well, it was, it was a shame that the Indy race was this weekend and you know during high school football when it's usually you know what, right. June, July when we can all make it out there. I don't think none of us was able to make it there this year. It was a bummer. I don't know if there was anyone. Let's go. Are yeah. the big time racers all competing? The IndyCar guys. They were here. Last I mean, it's a full lineup. Everybody's. Anyway, football. We're done with football. <laughs> to, get, to get back to the original point, yeah, Lucas. Uh. Middle Ohio saying <laughs> Lucas is going to win out there. Uh, yeah, I like Lucas too. I, I and I want to see that undefeated matchup next week, mm-hmm. where we'll probably get to get to crown a Richland County Power Pole champion. So, uh, Lucas, pretty big. 
Uh, we'll start with Rob on this one. River okay. Valley at Pleasant. Give us the rundown because I don't think either none of us really right. know um, it very well as, as uh, you did. Uh, I think Pleasant traditionally has held court in that rivalry here in the last 25 years. Um, I foresee River Valley taking care of business this week. I really? just think they're senior. They're very senior laden. Um, um, this, this was going. They've been pointing to it for this year for the last couple of years. This is going to be our year to, to make some some noise, and and that's what made the fourth quarter last week so dumbfounding is because this was a, a group that um, generally doesn't do stuff like that, no. where they just lose composure, not composure, but they just lost focus or concentration and allowed the other team to dictate when they had the game in hand. And, and I don't see that happening two weeks in a row. Ryan, uh, I was on record last week. I, I thought the Vikings was going to be oh, or 3-0 heading into this game. Uh, I like all the seniors on their team. The sophomore quarterback's impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Vikings. Pleasant's defense, is strugg- they are struggling uh, heavily right now, so I'm going to go with uh, River Valley. You know what? They got a Austin Schaefer, Pleasant. They have a bitter taste in their mouth from the last two weeks. A tough one against Shelby, and then just, you know, Lucas pulling away in the end. I think they bounce back. I think Schaefer has a big night. I've, I've read about they him from it. you, Rob. <laughs> like, like, all, all, everything that he's done, I think he has a huge night, and, you know, Pleasant bounces back and gets a big win. I haven't really followed Marion football since Tim Hinton was over at Harding. And had those <laughs> knockout, drag out, knockdown fights with Stan Jefferson at Mansfield Senior, so. I'm going to kind of plead ignorance here. Um, I'll, I'll say it ends in a tie. Ends in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say an Elgin wins. An Elgin wins. Like Travis said, speaking of bad taste in their mouth, River Valley's got a bad taste yes. in their mouth after yeah, that yeah, Ontario loss. And yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as Pleasant might have beat up on them recently, I think the Vikings went big. Yeah, there were a lot of stunned kids on that yeah. after that game. There. Like I said, they're seniors, and they weren't expecting them. You expect to get beat, but not the way they ended up losing that game. Uh, that was a tough way to, to cough one up. I'll go with Rob McCurdy's alum, or Ole Miss alumni, whatever, yeah. alma mater. Yeah. Rob McCurdy's alma mater, River Valley all the way. There you go. Uh, Madison at Marion Harding. Uh, both, uh, I mean, both are winless teams. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Game of the week. Madison, Madison got their first touchdown of the year, so their first offensive touchdown Ooh, wow. of the year last year, or last week, so. Baby steps. Um, who, who you got over there? I think, uh. Oh, that, it, yeah, Harding. Not, I mean, Zach, you saw him. I mean, Harding's got pieces. It's yeah. just, they're 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 a year away. I mean, and, and and last year they had a they played JV ball together and they had a nice run. But JV's not the same as varsity, right. and they're finding that out. And they they also have some some kids who have come out as as juniors and seniors who've never played football before. So you know they're they're, they're a young group, and and I, they really really need this win. They really need to see some positive things go their way and they, they like I said they've shown I mean they had pleasant down um they, they showed a couple flashes uh, last week but um they, they really need to see things string good things together yeah makes me sad that <laughs> Madison football is in the place that it is yeah I feel like yeah. they got no chance you know? yeah. it's probably going to be a running clock I don't know with a school that big why they can't get the athletes out playing football and doing it well but the Rams are not going to be competitive this Friday, I don't think. I'll, I'll take Harding. I'll take Marion Harding. Harding. I love visiting the Harding Memorial over there, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going with 
with Harding. Harding. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Harding big. I know Coach Slater has said he's tired of hearing the what-ifs and the potential of this team, and I think this is where it all comes together. And I like Harding, too. I think they, they put up a, a decent fight against Shelby. I mean, I know it ended in a running clock, but uh, I, I think their coach said 13 turnovers in three yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that, that, I mean, that's they, they, they do good things, and then they, they cough it up. They yeah. throw an interception. They, they have a dumb penalty. I mean, right. they just they get in their own way sometimes. And that, that's big. And what, what's the quarterback's name? Brady Wink. Wink, yeah. he. I mean, I was impressed with just the, the – the speed he has on his mm-hmm. ball. I mean, he, he throws got, a good ball. He does, and they, they got a lot of weapons. They yeah. got they, and I think that that's my one criticism of, of Harding um, is they try to get it to too many people. They yeah. need to focus on what's Future our two or three guys, and let's make it happen. Instead, they're you know the, the seven eight different guys are carrying the ball, and they're right. only getting two or three carries. So it's hard to get any kind of momentum when you're when you're, you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, one of the big games of the week here in, in um, Richland County, Ashland County, Mansfield Senior at Ashland. Who you got, Zach? Uh, I'm going to go Ashland. They've uh, they've looked really nice this first three weeks. I know two of their wins are against iffy teams, but I just I don't see Mansfield Senior going to Ashland and getting a win. Right. Yeah, Ashland's off to their first, I think, about 3 or 0 start since 2015. Yeah. I mean, they were going to the playoffs when they had slow starts, so I, I think – like Nick mentioned, you know, they're, Sean Seager's got more of a balanced attack this this year, but they can still throw the ball. They always have that assembly line of quarterbacks. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be, you know, it could be close, but I just, I'm still going to pick Ashland. Uh, Declan Rohr shows he can be a dual-threat quarterback. He has, he has weapons everywhere on the field. It's going to be close. I think Mansfield Senior sticks with it, but uh, that offense just too good. They'll pull away late. Ashland wins. I'm going to pull Herb Street again. All right, so the keys to the game real quick. As Travis mentioned, dual-threat quarterback Declan Rohr. Can uh, can their running attack get going early against the Tiger defense that has been very stingy the last couple of games? But also, can they contain those playmakers for Mansfield Senior Miles Bradley, Avion Gross, and all those guys too? For the Tigers, they really have to get going offensively. They have to come out of the gate firing offensively, and that's something they have not done so far this season. They've haven't even scored in the first quarter at all this year. So that's something big, too, for the Tigers to watch. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> no pick. No pick. No, I don't he pick. pick his home game. Even though he Coach Brandon will never talk to me if I ever picked against him. So. Chilke, I trust. I think Tigers are going to go on the road. I think they're going to get it done in, in a close game. But Ashland's really good, too. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see the Arrows win. But I got a sneaky suspicion that uh, T.Y. is starting to get this thing figured out here in week four. I agree. Interesting. T.Y. T.Y. for Tiger. T.Y. for Tiger. I'm going to go with Ashland in this one just because I think Ashland and Worcester are going to end the season um, you know, undefeated in OCC play, and then we're going to have to see that that game after the, the playoffs. I kind of want to see that but I think Ashland just um, you know even though they haven't really played uh, some some real big opponents I think they're they're gonna be pretty good and hopefully this gets them rolling for for the future here well, too. And, and Jake this is a huge game for uh, Mansfield Senior because they have Ashland this week and this will kind of prepare we'll them for next week the showdown at Arlen Field so tough you know, schedule coming up. Just calling it out there right now since I think what the State playoffs are supposed to end on like the 14th of November. Yeah. Just calling out the Jason Goings and uh, I think it was Doug Joe Rabino. Rabino Doug Hoss, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, uh, at Worcester. Schedule this game for the Friday after Thanksgiving. Let's have the OCC championship game if it comes to that. 
be the Friday after Thanksgiving, so at least we have one game. Or have a watch. Thanksgiving morning. Or something like that. The yeah. turkey you know bowl. Let's have a turkey bowl. Everybody has a turkey bowl. Six a.m. turkey bowl. That would be perfect. You never know. By then, maybe more people are allowed to come together. That would be a packed house for that. I want to pick, make your pick, that's fine. West Holmes locks it up by the first quarter. Yeah. West Holmes. <laughs> West Holmes. You can listen to that game on VSBNRadio.com. <laughs> West Holmes wins big. I got Lexington scoring, but losing by 30. <laughs> okay, I guess I if I took Lexington right now, I'd look really stupid or really smart. So. <laughs> Do it, McCurdy. <gasps> West Holmes. West. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll roll with West Holmes, especially after that, that loss to Worcester last week. They're going to be pretty mad. Um, Worcester, Worcester at Mount Vernon, um, kind of a big, bigger OCC game, but against the top tier teams. But Worcester, Mount Vernon. I'm rolling Worcester until I see something otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Mount Vernon? Lex 14. 14, 14 nothing. Yeah. Worcester. Yeah. A lot. I got Worcester. Doug Haas and the Generals roll. Uh, Generals are kings of the OCC. Yeah. They gonna win. Find it hard to believe Mount Vernon being good at football. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you edit that out. <laughs> I like I like Worcester too. I mean, they just they're just gonna roll. Make sure you tag Mount Vernon on Twitter when you post this. <laughs> oh shoot! All right, this is public can hear this. Right? Rob McCurdy. That was right. <laughs> uh, Crestview at New London. I think the Wildcats are pretty down this year, and Cougars are looking pretty good. So. Yeah, Crestview big. Yeah, I, I like Crestview. I mean, I saw them the first week against St. Paul, and that score wasn't indicative. Of, I mean, Crestview's got weapons. They yeah. need the ball on St. Paul pretty well. And it's just shot themselves in the foot, so, yeah, I like Crestview. Crestview. Cougs. Yep. Cougs. Crestview it is. And the sweep. Um, big one in the Firelands Conference, and I just talked this one up a little bit. Plymouth at Monroeville. I'm calling them out. I'm picking the Eagles. Picking I don't think Plymouth Eagles. can do it on the road. And they haven't probably won at Marshfield in a long time. So, Well, since we're at Jake's house, <laughs> and there's cookies on the table, and I want to make sure I have a cookie, right, I'm going to pick Plymouth. Uh, Plymouth wins the set up the Battle of Undefeateds with St. Paul next week. Yep. Can can you guys at least beat them to set up that, that possible game with Crestview once again? That'll be tough. Big red. I got cookies at the house, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with Monroeville. I'm <laughs> probably gonna beat them pretty good. Yeah. Big Red Vikings. I'll go with a Big Red too. Um, shocker. I mean, Monroeville, yeah, shocker. <laughs> but Monroeville, man, they're they're three and zero. They're kind of back, um, just picking up that violence conference dominance that they had in past years. But I'd like to see Plymouth come up and uh, actually challenge for their first violence conference since 1983. Whew. That was their last time they me won. Even. I wasn't a, born yet. I yeah. was a nope. coach then, 1983. Oh, might have been, been Dick Roll. It might have Dick been. Roll, rock and roll. Rock yeah. and roll, Dick rock and roll. Been there. He was there a while. <laughs> um, go pretty quick on this one. Western Reserve at St. Paul on a Saturday. Should be a good one, uh, but I think St. Paul. It won't be a good one. No, no, no. St. <laughs> Paul. St. Paul. Running clock, St. Paul. Western Reserve graduated everybody. Yes. All five of their linemen, the Division Six Offensive Player of the Year from a year ago. Like, they got nobody back except for their quarterback, but he can't do it by himself. They'll get crushed. St. Paul, but on a sidebar, do you know Dick Roll's still coaching football? Where? Sydney, Sydney Lightning. Lightning. Yep. Really? 
I was shocked I covered him it was last year. I went over, Dick, it's Dick Roll. Like, Dick, I haven't seen you in 30 years, or 25 or whatever. Yeah. We'll make it a clean sweep for St. Paul. Western, you know, like you said, just lost to everybody. I think, are they winless on the year, I believe? Got one win. One win on the year. Yeah, for Maple. Yep. Yeah. Time. We'll, we'll go with uh, Mapleton and South Central. Uh, I'll go South Central. Yeah, South Central. <laughs> South Central only lost by, what, eight to St. Paul, so yeah. I don't see them having any trouble in this one. Trojans. I'm taking the Mounties. I think you guys are off kilter here. <laughs> Who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my wife texted Mapleton me. at South Central. Uh, it's a toss Okay. It's a toss Mapleton. I, I agree. I think Mapleton's gonna gonna pull this one out. I like they got a couple dudes. Yeah, I like them against. The, I mean, they took Western Reserve in the overtime. Um, Did one of Rob Mahaney's assistants get that job? I'm not sure who who got it. Yeah, but hey, whatever uh, no, program he Rob Mahaney. This guy who from Black River. Black, yeah, that's right. Black River. Oh, Clark. Um, we'll go East Knox at Cardington. Cardington just picked up two big wins. Yeah, that's a big game. And East yeah. Knox is uh, they just they just lost last week to Centerburg. So. We'll start with McCurdy over here. He's, he's um, yeah, game. I've been every time I zig, Cardington zags me. I, yeah. I, um, they are, but I knew this year would be better. They, they they were playing freshmen two years ago, and then they were sophomores last year, and now they're juniors and seniors. And and, and the guy who took over is Todd Brenninger, whose son is the star wide receiver, and he's also the the softball coach. And I mean, he the guy knows how to coach. Yeah. And, so he's brought some stability to that program, and I'm not shocked that they're they're doing what they're doing. But to, they're going to have to, to be their best they've been in years to to beat East Knox. East Knox is still kind of I think the real deal. I think Centerburg's obviously showed yeah. the class of that, that conference, but um, um, I would go East Knox. But it it, it it will be interesting to see. It might change in your column. It right? could change by Friday's next <laughs> column. <for Right>. sure. <laughs> Bulldogs bounce back. Cody Reese knows what he's doing. He's going to have his dudes turn up for this Friday. They're going to win. East Knox. I can't say no to East Knox. I mean, that's our that's our team at the OH report. But I think East Knox bounces back. School of East Knox. I'm going to go Cardington. Oh. I think I'll pick Cardington, too. Why yeah. not? I mean, they, they're I mean, coming they got off, some weapons. They're coming I off mean, some big wins, man. I like they, it. They, and East I Knox think they're is... still trying to struggle to, to run the ball, but, um, yeah. but they, they can sling it around a little bit. I think East Knox suffers a little bit of a hangover after that Centerburg loss and double okay. overtime. So, uh, speaking of Centerburg, Centerburg at Highland. Um, we'll, we'll stick Centerburg, with Centerburg. Like I said, I think they they're, they've shown themselves to be the class of the field. Yeah. Um, the, when when Highland got beaten week one to Cardington, um, and then the last week Highland beat a depleted Mount Gilead team. That, that I don't count that as much. So I mean, I, I don't think. Highland is quite what they've been in right. years past. Obviously, they took a step back last year. I think they're still kind of trying to figure out what what they got and what they're trying to trying to do. So, Centerburg. I agree. Centerburg. Centerburg. Are there any high uh, Hoynes left at Highland? No, none. No. Well, then I got to go with Centerburg. <laughs> they still live in the area. They're still there. You'll see them in the stands. You going for a tie then or no? Not Centerburg. <laughs> Centerburg, big. Yeah, I'll take Centerburg. I think Highland's gonna. Besides, this is, this going is to the football, MOC. not basketball, John. Well, it's not maybe <laughs> some of their offspring. <laughs> I think Highland's going to regret going to the MOAC next year because they're going to run into some even better teams. But uh, Maybe Lucas? they going to adopt him in there? <laughs> right. I wish they would. 
Uh, Danville at Northmore. We'll stick with McCurdy here, who's kind of the Morrow <laughs> County guy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, Danville had a rough year last year. Yeah. I, um, I think they're probably taking baby steps to get a little bit better, but uh, uh, I look for this to be a bounce back for, for the Golden Knights. Me too. Playing at the castle, you know, oh, it's report's going to be in the house. They're going to try to put on a show. It's homecoming, homecoming too. Homecoming for them. Uh, I know Travis's dude, Max Lauer, is going to be pretty pissed off that they're below 500 right now. Yeah. He's going to run wild. They, they're going to win it. How can you have homecoming right now? How's that going to work? Socially distant court. You can still <laughs> you never do the dance court six feet apart, man? No, that's horrible. <laughs> Anyways, I'll go with Northmore. Sorry, go ahead. You can still have homecoming queens. You take that away from your seniors? Come on, man. Uh-huh. Uh, they gave up 20, 20 points in the second half to Cardington last week to get a sour taste in her mouth. But, you know, my Golden Knights bounce back on homecoming night. They're going to get a win. They're going to get back to 500. They're going to get that momentum back going towards, you know, playoff time. I go with Northmore, but that's speaking of homecoming. What's Lucas do? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Maybe they'll hold it during basketball season. <laughs> no, week one, week, one week, week one of the playoffs. Week one of the playoffs. That's what they'll do. <laughs> week one of the playoffs. <laughs> I'm going Northmore. There's no way that team goes one and three. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Northmore too. Uh, Mount Gilead at Fredericktown. I think this could be a could be a big one for Mount Gilead. Uh, well, just I, their yeah, second I, second game of the year. Right, and I said, you know, you I know you don't want to say anything. I mean, this is a good time for us to play a team that's 0-3, but it's a good time for them to play a team that's 0-3, especially after what transpired last week with, you know, teams running through with the first half of the, the, the silliness of you know, the long kickoff return, right. score on the first play, pick six, a fumble off their five. I mean, they just they couldn't get out of their own way, which is to be – I mean, they had no scrimmage, no, no games. Time, and that was Highland's fourth game. I mean, they had a scrimmage, and then this was their third game of the season. So, I mean, uh, I I hope Mount Gilead – I think we'll get a truer sense of what they are about this week. So, I'll go with the Indians just just for the the, the nice story. The morale of it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm taking the Indians, too. I I don't think the Freddies got much on the roster this year. I guess Mount Gilead. (laughs) I'll go with Mount Gilead. I remember when Fredericktown was great. I used to cover those games. Not that long ago. Hathaway yeah, and a, all those yeah, guys. Yeah, Hathaway and those guys. Yeah, it seems like a million years ago. <laughs> and it wasn't. Luke Beal's <laughs> gone now. Yeah, Luke Beal's gone. Man, I know there's some great teams, but yeah, I'll go with whoever they're playing. Mount Gilead. John just woke up with Matt. Break that down. Who is Pickwood? Whoever Dot's playing. I'll go Mount Gilead. Yeah, let's make it a sweep for the Indians. I hope they... Hope they come out with a win in their second game of the year. We'll switch it over to the N10 and finish it up here. Upper Sandusky at Cary. I think that's a pretty easy one. I think Cary flirts with 70 again this week. Wow. Cary. 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 Blue Devils. Yeah. I'd, Upper Sandusky just doesn't have it this year. Almost losing the Buckeye Central, so we'll go with Cary. Uh, Zach's game of the week here, Mohawk at Colonel Crawford. I'm going to go the Eagles. Yeah. I think they know how big of a game this is, and being at home is going to be key. Eagles, hell of a track program, so. <laughs> so going with the, Eagles. the ninth rated team in Division 6 wins Crawford. Mohawk. <laughs> yeah, I think Eagles are going to be coming in, uh, feeling all high and mighty after that Winford win, but I think they keep it rolling, and they take care of business against the Warriors. Crawford. 
I like Colonel Crawford too, especially at that big win over Winford for the first time. Oh, at Winford in what twenty four years? Mm-hmm. First time in seven years, right? Yeah, since twenty thirteen. Okay. That's why I think Mohawks got a shot at the upset. Right? <laughs> uh, Winford at Seneca East. This game was kind of circled at the beginning of the year, but it's kind of lost its its luster. Yeah, there. after seeing Mohawk go to Seneca East and put up forty three, I think Winford does something similar. Yeah, yeah I love Dave Gilbert. I want to play an angry Winford team. They're going to put up a huge number. Winford big. I'm going to agree. Yep. Uh, the only thing that's going to keep this close is at, at Seneca East, but I like Winford as well. Um, is is this the week? This is the week. Is this Buckeye the week? Central. Cyrus at Buckeye Central. 35-game losing streak mm. ends Friday night. I feel like I heard that last week. So, fun fact, last time Buckeye Central had a win... October 14th, 2016, at home against Hugh Cyrus. 41 to 40, blocked a field goal. Are you going to be there? No, we've got a stringer there. That's a huge game. Yeah. It's a huge game. We'll have a stringer there, though. It's the best game between 0 and 3 teams in the state. That's a huge game. (laughs) Oh, man. I think the last time. I'm going to go with Hugh Cyrus. Hugh Cyrus. And those punting yards. Yeah, I like that. I like the punting yards. The punt is the most important play in football. Jim Trussley. I played on my varsity football team my freshman year. We finished off the season 0-10. They had a 42-game losing streak. Broke it the first game of the next year. Buckeye Central is going to break it Friday night. I feel like the power is going to go out in the second half of this game. But uh, I guess I'm going to pick Buckeye Central. But if they don't win, they should just shut down their football program. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Man. Just kidding, Buck. Jeez, man. This is high school. He's a college player. Come on. I'm not going to go that far. But I will say uh, maybe keep the champagne on ice for about another year. This Buckeye Central's last chance. I don't think they're going to get it done. Wow. Cyrus. Wow. Bucks. You're going with the Bucks. I'll go with the Bucks too. I like that. I, I think they'll break it here. Uh, Cyrus just doesn't have much to play for this year, so Buckeye does. And from what I'm understanding, if they don't get it done this time, they could challenge that Youngstown team that owns the record with what, 72 straight, I believe. 65. 65 yeah. straight. Um, so yeah, Buckeye Central. I hope they break it. Um, last one on the on the schedule here, and then we'll wrap up. Upper Scioto Valley at Crestline. I'm gonna go Crestline in their home opener. <laughs> I want to hear Jake say Upper Scioto Valley. I'm going Bulldogs. They've had three tough games on the road. They made some improvements in each one. And uh, I think Ethan Clark has a big game on defense. Yeah, I'll go with John DePietro's boys. Home of the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'll go with the uh, I'm going. That young kid, Mike Godfrey, isn't he still their quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> he was when I started. Good lord. Isn't that the guy that went to ESPN? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with Coach Johnny King's Crestline Bulldogs. Johnny King, huh? Yeah. Okay. Not one note. Oh, uh, that game is also on VSPNRadio.com, and I'll go with the Bulldogs. I'm going to go with the King's Dogs, too. I'm going to go the other way, upper side of Valley. Only because I can't say Upper Scioto Valley. I'll go with Crestline. Give them something to, to look forward to. All right, fellas. I appreciate you joining me. This was our kind of our biggest turnout yet. We had about seven people, so this was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of fun roundtable here. Uh, check out all of our stories, all of our game broadcasts. Um, we have MansfieldNewsJournal.com, 
BusirisTelegraphForum.com, MarionStar.com, OH.Report, and VSBN Radio. Check us out. We got the, the entire area pretty much covered. So uh, we'll see you guys Friday night.